Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the one and only Rock and Wrestling Podcast. Podcast. I am your host with the most, Nick. You're in the right place for your one-stop shop for all things rock and all things wrestling. We've got a great show today. Lead singer of the band Demons and Wizards, John Schaefer. You may also know he's the lead vocalist for Iced Earth, which is his main band, and he joins me on the show today. We recorded this interview, oh, probably several months ago when the Demons and Wizards record came out. Uh, it was... It's been a long, we talk all about it in the interview, a long journey because they did their first record many years ago. There was a big gap, and then they came together and did it again. And it's basically kind of a super group of power metal bands. John from Iced Earth and also one of the guys from Blind Guardian. They're the kind of the main contributors to the band and do, do it together. So we talk a lot about that. And this is, we did this interview pre-COVID, so there none of that was going on. None of the pandemic was going on. And... We talked a lot about touring and, and Iced Earth plans, and we get just into a great discussion of rock and roll and metal. And I've always been fascinated by bands like this because uh, me and John get into it, how they categorize as what's called power metal, but they're really not. They're just heavy metal. They're just a rock band. So it's a great conversation. I uh, can't wait for everybody to hear it. Um, Demons and Wizards is a little bit different take than if you're familiar with Iced Earth, but it's a, it's a great conversation nonetheless. But before we jump back into that, just want to thank everybody. Got some great response on the Havoc interview last week. I've been getting some great responses on the last few episodes with the Havoc, Corey Ryan Forrester, uh, Tony Schiavone, of course. So it's been a great, great string of shows here. Man, can't believe this is episode 125 already. And to keep up on all things with the podcast, make sure you follow on all social media, including the old Twitter machine at Nick's RW Podcast, Facebook, Nick's Rock and Wrestling Podcast, Instagram, Rock and Wrestling Podcast. Uh, leave a five star review on iTunes if you think I've earned it, as well as you know the Patreon page, patreon.com slash RW Podcast. Be like my main man, Danny J. Pond, on that top tier. Help your brother out. Get your merchandise over at prowrestlingtees.com slash RW Podcast Store or Rock and Wrestling Podcast Store. Once again, appreciate the support, man. We're jamming along. Episode 125. Hope everybody's staying safe out there in the pandemic and 
Things are loosening up out here in California. We're going to be, uh, the bars are opening up this weekend. So that is a good sign. Looks like a lot of good things. Hopefully we'll be returning back to normal. We'll be at wrestling events. We'll be at concerts soon. But without further ado, coming up on the other side, John Schaefer, lead singer of Demons and Wizards and Iced Earth, coming at you. All right, it's a pleasure to have this man on. Uh, you may know his work mostly from Ice Earth, but uh, we're here today to talk about uh, his, I guess you could say, side project, second band. Everybody's in multiple bands these days. Uh, their new album uh, just released. Uh, it's called Three, uh, Demons and Wizards. Uh, it's John. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you, man. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. Pleasure to speak with you. Yeah, uh, so I wanted to start because it's been 15 years since the last Demon and Wizards record. So why such the gap between the two records, and, and why was, why was you know, the right time right now for a new record? Well, it really had to do with our schedules lining up. Um, that was our biggest challenge, and we've been talking about trying to do this for at least 10 years. And uh, we saw that the potential of this time period was gonna was gonna be realistic um back in 2016 17 because of where blind guardian and ice earth were at in our cycles and what was happening and so that's when uh Hansi and i were able to kind of you know confirm and commit that we were going to be able to do this finally uh, you know the since in the last 15 years or 20 years since blind guardian or since demons and wizards first started i mean ice earth and blind guardian toured together first nearly 30 years ago and then the first demons album was 20 years ago so we were actually even a little more than that now but we were we were like uh you know just the bands grew so much because of the internet we both have been uh, more successful we're globally more successful than we were in the early stages of our career and that that became an issue for hansi and i because of the level of touring and activity that I started and Blind Guardian have been up to. So that's really the only thing that got in our way was just scheduling. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I start Blind Guardian, huge, huge band separately. So it is cool when you guys come together. I have listened to the new record, and it it is re- really, really good, good stuff. I, I, I've got a question, you know, you guys, obviously the start of the band was you wanted to combine, obviously, the sounds of Blind Guardian and Iced Earth. But when you were writing this record or over the last, you know, big 15-year gap, was it like, I have a riff or I have something here, this isn't quite Iced Earth, let me save this for Demons and Wizards? Has that always kind of been your approach when writing new material for Demons and Wizards compared to Iced Earth? No, not really. Um, there's actually three songs on this record, well, three and a half, um, the first half of, of Minus Disease was also written during the Incorruptible album cycle. Um, but so was A New Dawn, Universal Truth, and um, uh, Invincible, which was actually, the working title was called Incorruptible. That was the name of the last Ice Earth studio album. So um, it, it's really just those, you know, as, as the Incorruptible album came to fruition and it was, look, you know, everything was kind of going a certain way, I decided to pull these other tracks and I sent them to Hansi back when I was in the writing process of Incorruptible and said, hey, you know, here's some, here's some ideas I have. We're not going to use them on this record. What do you think? Um, everything else after that period, after the whole Incorruptible album cycle and touring ended, um, was, was brand new, you know, to, to the few months of writing that I spent. Um, 
before this record. So it's really not like that. I mean, in the past, Hansi and I, you know, we just do whatever we want to do. Really, there's no there's no rules. And and I'm if I send him ideas, you know, I, I don't think there's ever been one time where he said, "No, nah, I don't really like that." You know, but I'm open to that. If I send him some ideas and it's not inspiring vocal parts, then okay, cool. You know, I'll just send you something else. I got tons of ideas. And, uh, but we just go with, go with the flow. That's our, actually our strategy. We don't have to follow any rules or do anything a certain way. Um, and there is, for me as a songwriter, I don't really, uh, look at it as, is this okay for ice earth or not for demons? Really? The biggest thing is the stuff that I co-write with guys, even in my own band is stuff that I'm not typically hearing vocal parts for or that I'm not, I don't have a specific lyrical direction. You know, when I'm writing a song, whether it's Clear the Way or the Gettysburg Trilogy or whatever, I mean, the, I've written hundreds of songs. And there's sometimes immediately, I know because it's my idea for a song that I'm going to be writing the lyrics. And when I come up with the music, then I'm hearing the vocal parts and the melodies. So that's stuff that I wouldn't even, you know, I mean, I do give Hanzi my input. And I have written three songs of lyrics on this record, but I don't need to worry about vocal melodies when I'm working with Hanzi because that's his art. You know, my, it, he's, he excels at that. He reacts to the music that he's given to work with and comes up with these really killer parts. So I don't even concern myself with it. It's not even an issue when it's ice earth. That's a whole different animal, but that's the really only difference. If I'm not, if I'm working on a song in ice earth, and I'm not hearing the vocal parts or feeling like I really know. I mean, it's a cool piece of music, but I don't really know where I would want to go with it. Then that's the stuff that I would co-write with, you know, Stu or Matt in the past or, you know, Gene in the very beginning. So it's just depends on uh, what's, what is happening and, you know, what the particular mission is at the time. Yeah. That's, well, that's a great point. I play guitar myself and, and have written songs. I never, I never really thought about that that approach too, and you you know, oh, I'm not hearing a vocal melody here, and that's where you got to kind of have somebody step in. So that's a that's a that's a great point. I've always li- the the Iron Maiden philosophy that guitar parts, vocal parts, bass parts all should be you know have a melody melody to it and can be a sing along. Yeah, well, I mean that's I agree, but I still you know sometimes there's it's you if a part doesn't really inspire a melody or you're forcing it, of course there's a million options always but it should be an immediate reaction. If you, if I write something, I'm like, yeah, this is cool, but there's not any immediate spark on a vocal part then I'm going to co-write with somebody else because it should be immediate, you know, but you can force a melody into anything. Absolutely. Absolutely. And everything should have to have a melody. (laughs) Um, so I wanted to go back to a point you made earlier. You know, you said because of the internet now, iced earth and blind guardian are much bigger bands because of the internet and the internet is such a tool for a lot of bands, explain, expand a little bit about that because I, you know, a lot of, a lot of, you know, guy, you guys starting, you know, back to the old school model. A lot of older bands would be like, ah, oh, the internet, man, they ruined the business. But for you, you seem to have embraced that, and hopefully, with Demons and Wizards as well, they can embrace and make that band grow even larger. No, don't get me wrong. I don't love the internet. I don't love streaming and all that. But what I'm saying is that it went more global because of the internet. So because of that, you've got, you know, Ice Earth has played in China because of the internet. We played in so many different points of the world where the, 
you know, the old school model of distribution didn't even work back in the days, but they, they didn't have the distribution in China. They still don't, but you know, in Russia, they don't have proper distribution. It's bootlegs. And you go into parts of central and South America and there's, there's no proper distribution, you know, it's just, but it, because of the internet, at least you have a chance of reaching your people. And that means you can go there and tour and you can sell tickets and t-shirts. So that's, that's what I'm talking about. But in terms of me, I'm definitely an old school guy when it comes to physical product and, you know, the streaming situation I think is bullshit. Not as it, not only is it bullshit because of the, how horrible the royalty rates are for the artists, but it's also not the way to really experience an artist's work. I mean, one of the highlights of my youth was getting that new kiss or iron maiden or black Sabbath record or whatever, and taking it home and putting it on the turntable, spin it and just absorb myself into the artwork and the lyrics. And there, there's an, an generation that's missing that whole concept they'll never know it you know and that's the sad thing about it that they're not really you know streaming your one song and it's just in a, it's a playlist culture you know and it's they, they're missing out on a i feel like they're missing out on a big part of the art so i'm not saying that i'm a fan of it i'm just saying that it's it has changed the model and it's allowed for the bands to grow into territories where you know 25 years ago would have been nearly impossible to get into yeah, yeah, I'm I'm not a fan of streaming either. I, only being 30 years old, I still love a physical CD. I mean, my favorite, I mean, I learned my favorite songs from favorite bands are B cut songs, just because I've listened to the whole record throughout. My favorite Guns N' Roses song or my favorite Kiss song is not not the hit, because but because I bought the record and listened to it all the way through. That's my favorite song because I love listening to a record top to bottom to really get what a band's about. Yeah, and that's that's cool. I mean, there are still people, obviously, that do that, and some young people. And, and the the heavy metal genre has probably suffered the least out of all of the other genres from from this because a lot of our fans still do want to have physical. But it is, it has made a difference, you know. There's no doubt, and um, I just think it's it's just art that the people are missing out on. Not you know, and I'm not talking about the necessarily the artwork we do, i do do a, in all of my projects i i do a lot of work to make sure that the packaging is really cool and that we have a lot of great interior artwork and but it's something that you to hold and you go man this is awesome you know it's like because i loved that when i was a kid so i do take i think it's important and i i take it seriously but you know there's a lot of people that don't get that they'll never know that and i don't think it's I don't know that it's ever going to come back to that degree. I mean, vinyl's hot right now and it's selling and that's great. I mean, we've, every Ice Earth album ever made has been on vinyl. Um, but through the lean years, you know, you'd be talking about a couple thousand albums pressed and that's it worldwide. And, you know, now it's it's like we're pressing 20,000 copies of vinyl. So, you know, it's it's changed, but I don't know how long it's going to last. Yeah, I, absolutely. Another thing you mentioned kind of about heavy metal that I've been curious, obviously, from Iced Earth and now kind of Demons and Wizards. And, you know, you guys kind of get labeled, especially with Iced Earth, like power metal. And I'm just curious on your take on that because power metal is such a big thing for the European culture. But here in the States, it's not, I don't want to say it's never caught on, but it's never been as huge as it is in Europe. So can you kind of maybe talk just a little bit of, about that? Do you feel that, because I felt that Iced Earth, yeah, you have kind of those themes of like, like a Dio or a, a Sabbath, but it, you're not power metal. It's same, you know, can you talk a little bit about that? Cause I feel like it's such a European thing that people in the States never really grasp on to kind of the idea behind that, that I would hate that label. I yeah. want to say. 
Yeah, I do too. I actually am not a fan of it. And I and it's mostly because there's so much cheesy stuff in the power metal genre. There's some great stuff too, but I don't I mean, does anybody call Iron Maiden or, or Judas Priest or yeah. Saxon or Metallica, do they call them power metal? No. They're metal bands. That's what we are. We're a metal band. That's what Ice Earth is. That's what Demons and Wizards is. And Blind Guardian too. Honey doesn't like the power metal label either. It's there's, it's just a, it's you know it's one of these things where everybody feels like they have to categorize every single thing, and then it becomes you know all the journalists jump on board and then it becomes a thing. Now all of a sudden it's a, a thing and they just they don't know where to put Eister, so they just put us in the power metal category and it pisses me off because there is such cheesy garbage in that genre. There's some really cool stuff too, but I don't see why we can't just be considered a heavy metal band because that's actually what we are. <laughs> we're a heavy metal band. We have every vibe from, you know, Pink Floyd to Slayer and everything in between. But name a metal band that doesn't take you on a journey that's a good killer metal band. They all do. So I don't I just don't get it. It's it's just uh I think it's just this industry garbage, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I've always hated that too because I'm I'm a big fan of Ice Earth's work. I mean, you guys and I'm like, you guys did years ago a covers record where you you know you did Kiss and Sabbath, Blue Oyster Cult, and I'm like, and that kind of rearranged my thinking about you guys because I'm like, well, you guys are just a metal band. You're not power metal at all. Listen, look at the influences you have. You know why are those bands not categorized as power metal, but you guys are. Yeah, no, it's just it's a fairly new creation or a term, and. Yeah, I don't I, mind it if there just wasn't so much cheesy crap in the genre. You know, it's I wouldn't mind it, but it there is. Yeah, <laughs> it is powerful and it is metal. Those are two true statements there. But you know, don't don't lump us in with some of this silly stuff. Yeah, you know? absolutely. But last couple questions here as we uh, as we wind down. Going back to demons and wizards real quick. You know, we talked about what took so long to get to the record. Now, you know, and some of the music. The actual recording process and everything, and now touring with it. What are some of the goals in mind with this? Because you know, obviously, everybody knows you guys from Hansi from Blind Guardian and you from Ice Earth. What's the hopeful goal now here in 2020 with Demons and Wizards and this new record? Well, this there there is no there's no immediate plans because we both have to get back to work on Ice Earth and Blind Guardian. So we're you know we we won't be touring um, for this album because we did all the touring last year before the record was released. And that all comes back to the point that we got offered to headline Vakken on the Friday night on their 30th anniversary of the festival last year. So when that came in, that offer was like, well, you know, Hansi and I were like, well, we can't turn this down. This is an amazing opportunity, but that means we have to change our whole strategy because normally we would have written and recorded the record and then went on tour for it. I mean, that's the normal thing, but in this case, uh, we had to, because we couldn't, we can't take two years away from our main bands to do all of the stuff that it takes to do a proper album cycle. We just simply can't do that. So we, we had to front load it and we started off in Europe and we did some warm ups club shows. And then we did a bunch of big festivals and, uh, and then and ended the summer with Vakken, the summer in Europe anyway. And then we came over and, and did our North American headline tour and, you know, they were greatly successful, but if right after that tour was over, we were back in, in the studio finishing the last few songs and vocals and mixing. And, and then it, and now it's out. And so all of that time and the preparation, uh, you know, it, we, we spent just, you know, about, I guess about 14 months on 
on Demons and Wizards. And as much as we would love to go out and tour, and we will eventually, but it's not going to be in the normal way because we can't. Just because the Ice and Blind Guardian schedules are too demanding. Yeah, well, that's you bring up a, an interesting point. That is, it is you know different than a normal. You release the album, then go promote and play the album. Did you got like you said? Did, was it difficult? Like, man, we want to play some of these new songs, but nobody's gonna necessarily know them because the album doesn't come out until we're done touring. Yeah, we talked about doing Wolves in Winter Live, and we even rehearsed it. And then I, I just was really thinking about. It. I said, you know what? I told Andy, I said, I think this is a bad idea. We shouldn't do this because this means that the first new Demons and Wizards people are going to hear after 15 years is really poorly recorded YouTube videos. You know what I mean? That's not the way you want to make an impact with something as special as this project is when we've been gone for so long. And so he's like, yeah, you know, you're right. That's a very good point. So I said, let's just can it. We don't need to play anything. I mean, Vakken was uh, offering us to, to have a song be by, be like the the theme song at the festival and we loved the idea and we we're so grateful for them offering that to us but we we just felt like for the brand and for really creating the excitement of the new record that the new the first thing they hear should be diabolic and that should be in a video form that is going to make people go holy shit these guys are back and they're not playing around and that's so that's what we did and uh yeah, I think it was a much wiser move. Yeah, and then, uh, with Demons and Wizards, everybody, where can everybody grab the album? Keep up the track on what's going on, social media, all that with Demons and Wizards. Um, yeah, I mean, for to keep to find out what's going on, you know, the Facebook page, the uh, Demons and Wizards Instagram is slowly growing. We've been, you know, Hansi and I are both old school guys, and we've been terribly lame at doing social media <laughs> because we just don't really think that way or care but we're you know we our people are are kind of helping because they know how bad we are at it so uh that's that's actually you know that's where people can keep up with us you know the demons and wizards i think it's demons and wizards official on instagram and uh and the demons and wizards facebook page and you know at any time and obviously, if if there's Demons and Wizards activity, touring activity, let's say in 2022 or 2023, it's going to be on the Ice Earth and Blind Guardian socials. I mean, that's our biggest reach. So people will certainly find out anything that we're up to um, on the main band's pages as well. Yeah, and final, you mentioned Ice Earth real quick. What what plans, what do you guys got cooking for Ice Earth and such? <laughs> um, really, the first, there's going to be some special releases that we're going to do. Um, but from you know, a songwriting standpoint and new album, uh, that will, the writing will start later in the year and we will certainly be releasing a, a new studio album and being, you know, back, back on the road in 2021. But for the remainder of this year, I'm producing another band, uh, starting at the end of this month, actually, and that'll go until the middle of May, and then I need some time off because I've had six releases in 14 months, wow. and it's been an insanely busy period. And I, before I go into uh, songwriting and album cycle for Ice Earth, I want to be completely refreshed and focused, and that's what I did before the Demons album as well. And it was a it was a very smart move and a big payoff. And I think it shows through in the music, and I want to, you know, I don't want to like. There's no, there's no pressure for Ice Earth. You know, we've reached a point where we're not under contract anymore. We're free agents, and we've, we're a legacy band, and we can pretty much do whatever we want right now. And so we're, we've got a plan, but I can't 
you know, it's going to be announced in, in due course. So it's going to be really cool what we've got coming, but it'll be later. You know, it'll, it'll be like 2021 before a uh, new album and live activity. But there will be some special releases coming. Awesome. And then my final question is, is there a favorite song that you have from the new Demons and Wizards record? Um, yeah, there is. I would say uh, Timeless Spirit is my favorite just because it's a direct reflection of, of uh, my journey out into the mountains in um, October, September and October of 2018, which is a big hike that I took for a month. And that song is... Wouldn't have, none of this album would have happened actually if that hike didn't take place. But that that was a, uh, a, a direct reflection of stuff that I experienced out there. It's a very personal song, and so that one I love. It's a big, long, epic track, but it's definitely I love them all. But that's definitely Diabolic and Timeless Spirit. I would say are my favorites. Awesome, John. It's been a pleasure, man. Good luck. We look forward to um, Demons and Wizards activity. Hopefully, touring activity a couple years from now. And good luck with Ice Earth and everything. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. You take care of yourself. Want to thank John for coming on the show today, man. Make sure you go check out uh, Demons and Wizards' new record. It's entitled 3. You can get it wherever you get your records or your streaming, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play. You know the works. Uh, Go check out Iced Earth's catalog. As John talked about, hopefully they'll be putting out a new record here and in, in, within the next year and hopefully when they do that we'll be back to having shows and all that good stuff hope everybody's staying safe it's wednesday so wednesday night wars my favorite night of the week aew nxt really enjoy it and next week right here on the show we've got a newer band that was a lot of fun to talk to called currents uh we'll play a song from them as well they're a newer type rock band uh, that joined, their singer joined me. It's a great conversation. Uh, look forward to everybody hearing that next week. Uh, we've got some other big you know, musicians going to be doing a Fozzie Top 20 here soon, especially because it's the 20th anniversary of their first record this year, so going to be doing that soon but with a bunch of other stuff, man. Once again, I appreciate everybody's support, so we'll be back right here next week with the lead singer from the band Currents. Until then, peace. I'm out.